Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. I could go without drinking for a week, but that was not solving my problem. The problem was I I didn't think I was worthy of love. Like that ended up being my problem and that that was deep-seated from my childhood. So I had to go really far back and be like, when did that lie start coming to me? And I just had to break agreements with the lie that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't valuable enough. And honestly, like I've coached women who have eating disorders and I've been like, right after you throw up and you feel like the worst you've ever felt and you hate yourself, I'm like, you need to look in the mirror and, and say out loud, God accepts me right now. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Olivia, and I don't have to see Lisa looking at me um, with those eyes when I do a little sing-song intro, so I'm going to milk that for as long as I can until she comes back. Um, I also decided to change my intro once again. I've been feeling like it's just too long, and it's too wordy, and um, it's just like really aggressive, so I've decided to change it, so let's give it a really big go-ahead and or go-around or whatever it is you say, um, and we'll go ahead and, uh, and just see how it goes. Okay, <clears throat> I'm Olivia. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, a content creator, and a brand builder. Uh, my most recent business is Velvet and Fur, which is a polymer clay earring business. Perfect. And then, of course, you know, insert and I'm sitting across from Lisa Brosser, you know, in the future or I'm sitting across from nobody, just myself looking at myself in the mirror on a scale of one to ten. How did I do? But like, don't be too brutal. okay? anyway, guys, um, how's it going? I really wish I could all ask you that on like like a whole just like like as a collective whole. Um, Obviously, these past (laughs) few months since 2020 started have been really heavy and these uh, past couple weeks in particular have been um, really heavy and and I'm sure have weighed heavily on your hearts um, and your minds, um, just like they have for me. Um, You know, of course, we are seeing all of these things go around um, kind of like the same, uh, not like same graphics or like same words go around and I saw one the other day that said you know if you're tired of hearing about racism you know imagine experiencing it all the time and I will say I have found myself being like oh my goodness like everything is about you know politics or what's happening or the corona and sometimes it can be really stressful right like we can care on such a deep level but sometimes it's like oh my gosh like my my mentality and it's just so it's weighed down so heavily Um, but you know today I was thinking about that and I was talking to Arturo and it's like I think that's good you know like I think it's good that I'm in this space where I've had individual conversations with all of my friends and I've heard their thoughts on um, everything going on and I've agreed with some and I've disagreed with others Um, I've had opportunities you know to go on my morning walks with Arturo where I usually don't talk about super serious things but you know we're talking about uh, racism and these really important things throughout the whole walk. And, you know, yeah, I think that these conversations can be really heavy. Um, and of course, I think we all need to take time to like 
do what we need to do for our mental health as far as, you know, meditation or sleeping or working out, which I would say that at, you know, at any time um, for any person, because I think that's important um, and prayer obviously, but I think that these conversations that are being had are really important. And I also think that it's good that I'm feeling um, the levity and the weight of what is going on in the world. You know, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, I go to my studio downtown uh, last weekend and there are protests going on right underneath our windows and you know we couldn't get any work done for about four hours because of the protest and it's like maybe that's good like there are things that are happening that are way more important than what's going on in my immediate life but he talks a little bit about his history with racism throughout his life um, my thoughts on the matter and how it's been for us as an interracial couple which really we haven't had issues as an interracial couple but more like more of my eyes have been open to a lot of things um but anyway I really don't want to make this intro too long because I'm super excited about the guest um, that I was able to interview a few weeks ago um so I'm just going to dive right into the silver lining of the week Um, So my silver lining, I think, is really plain and simple. My silver lining is having the opportunity to talk to people um, on a level that I don't typically get to talk to people about, mostly because I don't want to, you know, the whole thing of like no politics at dinner. I don't typically talk about politics with friends, um, even if we do have the same political point of view or we don't. It's just not something that comes up usually because I'm talking about like business or dinosaurs or cats or something like that. And that's literally not a joke. Um, But I have, you know, been able to in this last week or week and a half had conversations with um, my mom and my dad and my closer my closest friends, um, some acquaintances, people on social media, um, Arturo. And I think that these have been really positive experiences because even though I think the world is really divisive right now, um, even if I have disagreed with some of my friends, which I have, we were still able to have a really civilized conversation um, and we were able to respect each other and just have a conversation without yelling or getting upset. And I think that is a really, really powerful thing um, because I think it's important for education and I was able to be educated. Um, in ways that I didn't understand that I, you know, wasn't educated in enough. Um, and I hope that they went away from the conversation learning something too, because everybody's perspective is just so different. Um, you know, especially if you're a person of color, your perspective is going to be so, so different than if um, you're not. So I think my silver lining is just the fact that I... Um, I'm really used to people getting really upset or yelling and even though I you know there is a time and a place for certain levels of anger it's been cool to just like sit around a table and have conversations um, and I think it's like really positive and of course I'm not saying everything going on in the world right now is positive but I think a lot of really positive things are coming out of it um, and I think that that's awesome so Anyway, I want to get to my guest because I'm just so excited and for all of you listening who watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or maybe you've watched it for a very long time, um, you know that these people are like your BFFs in your living room, like you know everything about them, they have no idea who you are, which by the way is like story of my life as a homeschooler Um, and you just watch them and it's like they're not even just like a celebrity, you know, it's like something different, it's like 
it's like you don't know them because of a role they've been playing. Like you know them because of who they are, even though, of course, things are depicted differently on the show. Um, you just like get attached to people on reality shows, whether it's like Big Brother, Survivor, Bachelor, Bachelorette, whatever it is, right? So anyway, I was able to reach out to um, Britt Nielsen, but now it's Britt Byrne. Um, and she responded right away and I couldn't believe it. And it was so exciting. And I literally was like having a fangirl moment. Like I just can't even explain to you. I'm like sitting on my bedroom floor, which I call my quarantine office. And I'm like sitting against like my giant body pillow. And I'm like waiting to start talking to Brit from The Bachelorette. And I'm like, but I followed you for so long and I've seen you on the show and like you are my favorite and you have the best hair ever and like you really pulled off that pink lipstick and everybody listening knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so anyway, I was able to talk to her and it was such an amazing interview and I was a little bit nervous at the very beginning. Um, but then once we started talking, it was literally like I felt like she was like my soul sister and I found out she just moved um, to Reading, which is very close to me. And I just probably think like we're like we're BFFs and um, she'll get the memo like really soon. Um, and if you don't watch the show like at all, um, this was the first season ever that they took two women. They made them both bachelorettes and the men had to decide uh who the bachelorette was which is you know a little bit um uh just disturbing and, and sad but I loved Caitlin I loved Britt everything worked out the way that it should have Britt ended up meeting her husband not too long after she was off of the show and she's actually due to have a baby in like now probably um just very very soon and so it's amazing being able to see Caitlin's life pan out the way it was and seeing you know how positive her life is right now and then seeing Britt's life the way it turned out um and just that really God worked out the entire situation the way it was supposed to be worked out she has never taken any dollar from any social media campaign um once she got off the show because she felt like it didn't align with her um overall vision of what she wanted for her life and I think that's just so admirable that she stuck to what she wanted um not saying that if you do sponsorships and stuff because obviously you know I do as well yeah like what they want in life uh she talks to us also about addiction um and her ministries that she has with her husband and overall it was just such a positive conversation and I know that I got so much value from it and I've learned so much from her about um just like walking by faith so I really hope you guys enjoy this episode this was a really big like quote-unquote get for me and it is somebody that I'm just so grateful that I've been able to talk to odds do not like to be connected to my logic and so there was some audio like conversion issues so the first about 20 minutes of the podcast my voice is going to sound really muffled and kind of weird um, but then my airpods fortunately died and then it went back to my microphone. So I learned my lesson on that one. And it was just something that, you know, it happened and it'll never happen again now once I know what happened. Um, so if that's why it does not sound great at the very beginning, um, there's your answer. So thank you so much for listening to this intro and me ranting like always. And Brett, let's shake it up. Okay, so I'm sitting here. Not as far as I thought, but kind of close to my new friend, Britt Byrne. And this is upholding every crazy uh, 
fantasy I had about talking to a bachelorette I saw on TV and everything. <laughs> and now we're new best friends. And thank you yeah. for being on the show. <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you for having me. And I'm like, no, no pressure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, right before this, my best friend texted me and she goes, how do you feel? <laughs> She's like, how are you able to, because we watched her and I was like, I know, I think it's going to be fun though. <laughs> oh yes. We're going to have a great time. I love, I love meeting just like, it's such a cool thing in his, there, for all the things that are bad about technology and all the craziness that I think is unnatural and weird that we're dealing with. It is so cool to just be able to like meet women all over the country and like, Hey, we're friends now. We both love the same things and nice to meet you. And it's so cool. I love it. I yeah, it. no, it's it's so awesome. Um, well, for the few people that don't know who you are, do you want to just introduce yourself a little bit and tell us just like a little bit about you? Okay, sure. So I'm assuming that the reason anyone would know me <laughs> is probably, unless you <laughs> met me in real life at the library or something, is probably from, um, yeah, ABC's The Bachelor and then The Bachelorette. Um, I was on Christmas season, Chris the Farmer. God bless him. Um, <laughs> we always want to speak kindly of everyone. He really was the sweetest. Um, so I was on his season um, up until about hometowns when when the crap hit the fan. <laughs> and then, yep. then I did the second, um, my second kind of foray into that whole world back into the Shark Tank was with um, Caitlin. She and I did like kind of dueling bachelorettes where they voted. And so that was like a half season and that was all mm. crazy. Also, God bless Caitlin. Like we love Caitlin. They tried to make it seem like yeah. we were friends. She's so sweet. Anyways, I just always like to say that. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Yeah, that's probably how people would know of me um, are from those two things. Yeah, no, totally. I remember when we watched that and I think everybody collectively as an audience was like, this is interesting that they're <laughs> like pitting two women against each other because I knew how sweet you were and we all knew how, su how sweet Caitlin was. And I'm like, they don't hate each other. Like they're no. just hitting it like this. And no. that's a, it, it probably a really interesting experience for you to have to go head to head with your friend. <laughs> it, it was. And, and it's, it's one of those things. And like, obviously like I can't talk too much cause there's so much that they, you sign your life away to not explain things, but essentially like, yeah, I mean, we're we're touring around, like, promoting this. We do, like, you know, Jimmy Kimmel together, E! News Live together. We do every show together. We're, like, in hotel rooms together, doing the Billboard Awards together. Like, we're, like, homies, like, tight. And then we're watching it on TV, and, and it's, like, making it seem like we're, like, ooh, I hate you. I hate you. And we're, like, oh, oh that's interesting take. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, TV is interesting. But it was, it was yeah. fun. And honestly, like every step of the way I was just although there were painful times for sure I was just like looking back and like all of the puzzle pieces fell exactly as they were supposed to I think for both of us you know so yeah totally. Her, it worked out as it was meant to <laughs> I was I was thinking about that today and I realized I could be wrong but when you guys were touring and you were doing all of the press you guys already knew that Caitlin was picked so you had to do the whole thing. So were you really disappointed that you weren't picked or were you kind of relieved or what no, was that? You know, what's so interesting. It was, it's so crazy. Like, you know how God just kind of gives you like really supernatural grace for things that are really big and hard. Like I've been way more, um, 
like gutted by tinier things. You know what I mean? Just like someone saying something mean to me, like, you know, that, that barely even matters all day. I'll be like, owie. And yet like this whole thing of like, basically being rejected as wife material, you know, in front of 10 million people, I was kind of like, okay, I don't know. There was just more grace for it. Cause I think it was just a bigger thing. And like, God knew where I was mm -hmm. supposed to be. So honestly, yeah. I mean, on every show, like we're acting cause we, it's already been filmed. She's totally filmed her whole season. I was, I'm back in my home. I'm normal. And we have to pretend like, who's it gonna be? <laughs> you know? And it's been On so long. Shows, interview after interview, new show after new show, you know, like with, you know, it, it was just so odd. And, and of course people, you know, people interviewing us, like they're in the industry and they know it's fake too, but it was just like, I don't know. God somehow gave me grace for it. And it was just kind of fun. Like I was like, okay, we're just doing a little acting game and I enjoyed it. And there wasn't, it didn't feel sad at all. Actually. Good. That's yeah. awesome. And I, and I feel like too, that, I mean, first of all, I mean, we all know that like God doesn't give us things that we can't handle. And for you, there was obviously like another plan for you. Like you had another guy that was coming totally. so soon and you ha are going to have a baby girl. And like, I yeah. think God was just like, this is your past, but this is going to be like kind of interesting right now, you know? So it's cool that you could have that perspective and not let it like beat you down. Cause it'd be easy to do that. I think. Totally. And, and I, and I have to say like, I know from the bottom of my heart, if it was just me on my own, I, there would have totally been bitterness, totally been jealousy, totally, you know what I mean? Like that, cause that's where I go. Like I'm a human, but for some reason there was just a total covering over it. And I was just like, okay. I mean, I was sad on the night. Like, trust me. Like I was set. That wasn't like fun. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, to be honest, like looking back, I just, there were so many reasons that I wasn't the right person for that. Cause I, I remember even having my interview with Mike Fleiss who created the show before, you know, like when he was like, when I was auditioning to be the bachelorette, the second round, I remember him asking me, he's like, are you going to have sex in the show? And I was like, no way. And he's like, are you going to drink on the show? And I was like, no way. And we actually kind of got in an argument, you know, cause he was like, well, how would you know who you want to marry if you don't have sex with them? And I was like, there are many other ways to know, my friend, you know, but we got to find <laughs> So I walked out of there being like, oh, I blew that. That was the worst audition I've ever had for anything in my life. Like, that couldn't have gone worse. We literally argued, and it was over. And then, like, a week later, they're like, oh, we want you to do it. And I, and I think God also spared me from, like, the obvious, like, you're not going to be the person they choose. But I was just like, okay, great, let's do, you know, like, they changed their mind of the whole thing they want the show to be. And so then looking back, I'm like, oh, I was never the right person for that. And that's totally okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. God, God used it for what it was and um, good things <laughs> came out of it. But I was just like, oh, that was never meant to be me. And so looking back, I'm like, I think I dodged a bullet as well. Yeah. No, that's interesting that you guys have to do like one-on-one -on -one interviews and he asks, because they obviously want good TV. I mean, that's what we're watching. We're in it for good TV. So however they oh, can hit that we get it as an audience, you know? Um, but it's cool that you like set up for what you believed in too, because that's what I was going to ask you. Cause of course, you know, I always think like, what would it really be like on the bachelorette? Like, what does that feel like? And then especially um, for somebody who has a face, like how, how did you navigate that? Like staying true to who you are, but yeah. not, yeah. How, how did you do that? You know what? It was so interesting. So for me, um, and I don't know uh, if, if audience members know or not, but for me, like I had previously had a drinking problem. And so for me, I had been going through the steps of AA. So being sober was a huge way that God helped me on that show because Lord knows <laughs> I could have 
have been a hot mess um, if I had said <laughs> at another time in my life. I'm just being totally honest. Um, so that was a huge way was just, just being aware of myself. You know what I mean? Like making that choice, like no, no alcohol whatsoever. That, that was huge. And also, honestly, like there's so much, um, there was always time every morning. So like I was just journaling in the word every morning. So that was how I kept like my peace. But I think an even bigger way is I, again, it's like, God is just so good. He's such a good father. Like there was grace on me that I didn't even know because honestly, when I was watching it, so we watch it with the world. Okay. We don't have any, I'm not privy to anything that the world is in Like we see it when everyone sees it. So I don't know how this is all going to go. I honestly, I remember going home to my mom and I was like, there's going to be no drama in the show. Then I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, oh, wow, every time I'm gone, everyone's talking about me or whatever. But when I was on the show, there was such a grace over me. I literally had no idea. I, I think that the Lord just like shielded me from everything. And I remember I never was saying anything, you know, in the interviews, they would try to make you talk badly about people. And I just wouldn't because I didn't want to. And I honestly, like, I, I think the Lord let me stay naive. And I just assumed everyone else was doing the same thing and kind of being kind. So I didn't feel a lot of stress on the show. I was like having a great time, just kind of in my own little cloud, <laughs> not understanding what was happening. And I think that yeah. was, crazy. I think it was, cause I would have had a chair. It would have been miserable if I knew what was actually going on. Oh my gosh. I mean, honestly, you know? as a viewer, you have, yeah, I have no idea. I don't know what's going on in, in your head or what's going on with everybody. And so, wow, that's like, <laughs> you're like breaking the fourth wall for me I'm like what really happens when you're there are you like friends with the other girls there or are you constantly in a state of like comparison and no, like how is that, that so again again I have to like it's so because I, I felt you know I struggled with jealousy comparison in my life I'm a woman you know those are things that the enemy throws at all of us I think equally but for whatever reason on the show I didn't really feel that I, I truly didn't I was like I'm very happy to be friends with these women because honestly, and I don't know how much it's apparent as a viewer, but most of your time with the women, <laughs> it's a very small amount of time that you're spending with um, the guy. And so many of the women I became really good friends with. And, and, and actually I thought I was friends with all of them. <laughs> um, but you, you spend so much time in the interview room and um, they're really trying to get, a good show, which, you know, I can't fault them. Like we signed up to be on a reality show and they're trying to make a reality show. So, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't try to like blame or whatever. That's, that's what we signed up for. So it's not like, Hey, how dare you? But they are really trying to get a show and there's no show without drama. So they're constantly asking you like, well, what do you think about this? And da, 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 da. And I just remember, I was like, I like them. They're great. <laughs> They're like, come and on. That. Um, and that's really how I felt. I mean, some of the girls, I don't like naming names, but that, that kind of um, were throwing me under the bus and saying things about me that weren't true. Like I would sit on their laps at dinner, you know, and we would like hang out all day. So it was very shocking to me. It was, it was really shocking to me. But again, I think that I was kept in a naive place and that was God's grace to me. Because otherwise I would have been undone the whole time, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's really overwhelming. Um, so for you, when you were applying for the show, 
were you applying? Because I feel like nowadays it's a little bit different because I think a lot of people want to go on for like the fame and the instant social media fame. Not all of them, but I think a lot uh-huh. of them. But uh-huh. for you, I feel like your season was kind of the first where you kind of came out of it with like a bigger following. But did you go into it thinking like I could find my husband from this or, hey, this is a really cool opportunity. And then when it happened, were you like, whoa, what the heck just happened? You know what? It was a lot. It was it was a lot of things. So so the way that I got into it was I was working at a sushi restaurant. Like I'd been there for like three years and I loved it. I was really good friends with all the women because we just it was one of those restaurants where it's long term. So you're all homies. So I just remember a girlfriend of mine, she, I think it was like Juan Pablo's season or something. Like he was the guy that was really funny that all the women like ended up hating or something. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I know. I remember him. (laughs) So me and my roommate had watched it. It was like the women tell all or something. And we used to watch it as a guilty pleasure. Like this is the funniest show ever. And, you know, we would watch it and kind of, you know, laugh about it. And so I came to work and I was like, did anybody watch this? I need to process this because it's so funny. They all just chewed him out. I've never seen that before. So I was talking to a girlfriend of mine and she just was standing next to me. We're waiting tables and she's like, you should go on that show. And I remember there was just something inside of me where I was like, I think you're totally right. Like I should, you know, which, which is odd because that had never been my dream. I've never thought of it. And I was like, I think you're right. I think I should. And she's like, okay, let's do it. So I just filmed my little thing. You know, I literally like hung a towel over the door and did my little, you know, they ask you some questions and I sent it in. And literally every time I would just go for a callback for the next wave of interviews, like you made it to the next tier, I would just be like, God, if this is for me, like, let it keep going. And if it isn't, cut it off. And I was totally fine either way. But I just, and I'm sure you've experienced this in your life, but you know how you just have a knowing? Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I just knew it was going to happen. I just knew it was going to happen. And so I I don't know. I mean, there's part of me that's like totally romantic. And I was like, maybe this could be something. But I also was just like an adventure. And this is a interesting human experiment. And I remember all my friends being like, you're going to get your heart broken on TV. And I was like, maybe, but isn't that interesting? Like, isn't that an interesting thing, you know, like a human thing to happen? Like, wouldn't that be kind of, I don't know. So it was all of those things, but more than anything, I just felt like, Lord, one more door opens, I'll walk through it. And it kept happening. And so I was like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. So it was all the things. (laughs) Yeah. And I've heard a lot of podcasts from people that have been on the show that they say when they come out of it, they feel like they thought they were in love. And then they were like, holy cow was not in love for you did you really feel like you could be with Chris or was it kind of like slowly developing feelings or you know it's totally both so he's lovely like he's a really sweet I mean I think they probably did a good job of portraying him because they usually don't edit too badly for the main person (laughs) so you kind of get a feel of who they are he's a very sweet man like he's he's a wonderful person and I don't know. I remember after the show, like things were coming out about him and, and I was just, I felt so bad because he really is a lovely man. Um, and so when I was with him, there's definitely chemistry, like absolutely. Cause he's, he's attractive and he's sweet. And also there's such a, just psychologically, there is such a heightened, like, Oh my gosh, he's the King. And, and he's the one making the decision and he's the one that holds the power of, am I, you know, wife material or not? And so there's so much psychologically around it, which even if you're trying to filter it out is very hard. So yeah, you really feel extremely attracted to him because it's like, it's totally set up that way, right? Yeah. You've been dressing up for five hours to meet this dude. So you're, you're very inclined to have chemistry with him, you know? 
and he really is lovely um, and very kind and sweet and easy to get along with. Um, but what I will say is you don't have a ton of time with them. You don't have a ton of time. So you feel all the feelings of, oh, he's physically attractive. You know, my, my hormones are going, adrenaline is going like crazy because we're on TV and we're doing, you know, these, we're in a hot air balloon or whatever. Um, so all those things are at play. So you can really feel a lot of emotion. And I certainly did toward him. But looking back, you're like, how, how long did we spend together? You know, a few hours with also a camera crew <laughs> stopping you and moving you and, you know, interviewing you in the middle. So it's, it's a very odd experience, but he is lovely. Yes. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. such, such an interesting <laughs> experience. I would feel like, okay, so one of my kind of more like business questions is I always admired you because you didn't come out of it and start selling like tummy tea, which there's nothing wrong that like people have done that, but they really dive into like the bachelor nation. And it's like, yeah, so centered yeah. around this thing. And you, you never did that. And I, and I really admired that. And so for you, like, did you want to do that? Or was that like, not interested at all? You know, what's interesting? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I've gotten approached a lot and there've been times, especially so, so when you do the show, you basically quit all your jobs. Yeah. You have to, right. You're, 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 you know, <laughs> you're there for three months. Um, and so money gets tight, you know what I mean? Especially cause then after I was doing stuff in the middle and then I was doing the other show. So it ended up being like close to a year that I wasn't making money and I was a waitress before. It wasn't like I was a CEO of a company before. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. Um, you know, money would be tight after, and it was always kind of tempting, um, you know, cause you get, you know, in your inbox, like, Hey, you know, a thousand dollars to post this one thing about, you know, yeah, some diet tea or a charcoal mask or whatever, and things that are totally, you know, benign, not bad. And so I, I would, I would pray about it every time be like, should I? And I just could never, again, no judgment whatsoever for people that do that. I think it's great. I think it's actually very business savvy and why not? It's a great way to make money. Totally. Nothing wrong with it. But for me, um, as I was coming off of the show, I, I, like you mentioned, it was the kind of, we were the first season where it became like a huge Instagram thing. So I wasn't expecting that. Like I had like a couple hundred of my friends on Instagram. I didn't even care about Instagram that much. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I have, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people looking at me now whoa that was crazy like I remember watching the first episode and it's like the numbers are going up and all the girls were watching it together we we're like oh whoa this what's happening like so this became a new thing that I had to kind of navigate and as I would pray about it I never felt quite right making it into an advertising platform um, because what I really wanted to talk about was like I was I started going and doing speaking things for like world vision who I love you know and I've been I've been um trying to like promote things that, that are, I don't want to say more important. Well, they are more important, but it is more important, you know, like, um, like I, I just loved world vision and what they were doing. And I remember Brady Toops, who was the guy that I kind of started dating yeah. off of the bachelorette. Um, if anyone recalls super sweet guy, we love Brady Toops. Yay, Brady. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I remember after he was like, so what do you want to do with your platform? And I, he's like, if you could, you know, do anything with it. And I was like, I would want people to start sponsoring these kids because that's just really important to me. So I reached out to World Vision and I was like, how can I do that? So I started doing that. Um, and I made like World Vision Wednesdays and did little things. And 
it just never felt quite right to like on a Wednesday be like sponsor a, a child and you know <laughs> save their life and give them water and food and then the next day be like or spend that $30 on this, you know, whatever thing that I'm getting paid to promote, like a gummy that makes you lose weight. And there's nothing wrong with those things, but they just didn't go together. And I was like, I don't want to dilute something that I think is really important with, with something that I don't find as important. And so it never quite landed for me. And it, there's been, trust me, like even my husband, like moving up to Reading, you know, we didn't have a lot of money and he's like, you know, every couple months, he'll just be like, what do you think about advertising? You know, he's like, people do it, not bad, you know, like, especially being a mom, he's like, you could, you know, like the diapers we like, you could just get paid like five grand to tell people you like them. And that's obviously very tempting because <laughs> we could use it, but it's just never felt quite right. Yeah. For me personally, totally. for me personally, and I love people that do it, have many friends that do it. I think it's great, but I don't know, for some reason, I've never quite been able to cross that line because I also want to talk about things that are spiritual and I just don't mm -hmm. want to muddy the waters with um, trying to make money off of people. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, that makes so much sense and it's really admirable. And um, I, I'm a content creator on the side and I did a lot of stuff at the beginning and then it got to a point where I kind of was in the same boat as you. And it was like, I'll say yes to like a couple things that I believe in yeah. But now yeah. when people approach me, I'm like, I just really don't want to, because I feel like my, I guess the, like the destination I want is a little bit different. And in the journey to be cliche, you can go so many different ways, but it might not lead to that final destination then, you know? Um, but I was listening to your, one of your YouTube videos and you were saying, this was like a couple of years ago, <laughs> so I'm going to bring it up, uh -huh. but you were saying something like yeah. before you got married, you had like a hundred dollars in your bank account and you were talking about how you were literally just trusting God. And then I was thinking, wow, she could probably make a lot of money on her platform and she's choosing not to because she's trying to fulfill a bigger purpose. And I mean, that right there is, I mean, like I just get chills because that's like, that's why we're here on earth, right? Is we're here to serve other people. And like you said, if you're posting about feeding kids on one day and then, you know, buy this on another day, it just doesn't align. And, and I think it's cool that God, yeah. God can hold us in suffering, but it's just for the greater good of him, even though it's hard to be in that place, you know? Totally, totally. And again, it's like, it's one of those things where it's totally, and, and, and I wouldn't even want to make a blanket statement like that. It's bad. Yeah. to advertise just me and it you know and, and it sounds like you the same a little bit it's just like on a daily on a daily basis I'm like should I do this now and I've never felt a yes around it and that could change tomorrow of course but but for you know however many years it's been it's been a no yeah. <laughs> so it, it probably continue to but um it's just a relationship thing and I just every time I ask the Holy Spirit it just doesn't feel quite right for me and so I can't and it's not like what I'm doing is so amazing, like the things I'm talking about, but I am like, I do want to talk about eating disorders or just, or you know what I mean? Just shame or like, how do you use spiritual tools? And I'm like, even if I only do that once every month, if I'm doing these other things in between that, it just, it just seems not quite right to me. And so I'm just like, I want to leave the door open for if God has something that he wants to use me for that I haven't turned people off by trying to make money off of them yeah. <laughs> even though it would be yeah. <laughs> sometimes like, natural I'm like am I being totally stupid trust me I've had those moments or Jer will be like 
are you sure? And I'm like, I'm not totally sure, but this is how I feel. So yeah, yeah, that's how we're doing it right now. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's awesome. And I think a lot of it has to do with trust too. And like, it sounds like your totally. audience comes to you for prayer and very deep things. And so it's, it's not going to be the same level of trust if you were doing something that didn't align with your vision. That's exactly right. Right. I mean, so many women email me and they're like, can you pray for this or that? Or yeah. So it just feels weird if, if I'm also like, and by the way, <laughs> buy this t-shirt or whatever. You know? yeah. And I'll totally support like friends of mine. Like I had a girlfriend who made bathing suits for like different body types. And, but I know her, I hang out with her all the time and I'm like, I'll totally post that. Amazing. Like that's something I want, you know, so those things I have no problem doing, but I've never taken money, um, for anything. So that's, kind of where I draw the line yeah and for people that do I'm like good for you maybe you're smarter than me maybe I'm missing it <laughs> it's just yeah it's just I think it's just different paths altogether and yeah you know totally. uh, I mean yeah exactly um so one thing I really liked that you said in one of your videos was um you were talking about how it's like a dangerous prayer and I've never heard it like set up like that. Like when you pray something mm -hmm. like Lord, da, da da da, and then he does it for you. And then you're like, but this is so uncomfortable and this is not fun. And so can you speak on a little bit, the importance of those prayers and also how they've like affected your life? That's really interesting. And I don't recall what I was talking about in that scenario like what that prayer was I think it was but, um judging other people like on the outside or whatever oh okay yep yep sure yes so it, it applies to anything like there are things and, and you know when you're praying and you're like prompted by the spirit and you're praying something but you think you know what that means you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. like I've had so many things where like really this will just mean blessing for me and fun and and even I mean a huge one for me was what we we're talking about doing the show I was like, Lord, your will be done. If you want me on this show, keep opening the door. If you don't, shut it and don't don't let it me keep going. And so I think, yeah, if God's leading me through this, it's going to be fun. It's going to be easy. It's going to be totally blessing. It's going to be like people, I'm just going to bring like, you know, God's light to the world. And then it ends up, it was like one of the most painful experiences by far that I've ever gone through. You know, it's like getting raked over the coals for things that weren't true by millions of people I don't know. I was like, what the heck? And yet God used it in amazing ways, absolutely amazing ways. And now I'm able to pray with women about things that I didn't understand before. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's brought me a lot of, you know, gravity that I can, that I can use. And, and there's always that that comes, but it didn't come the way I wanted. And that was certainly not what I would have expected, but God answered the prayer that I prayed. And so it's like, do you really want his will or do you want what you think it will look like? And, and a lot of times, I mean, think of the Bible. It's usually not easy. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Like God really doesn't just give you like everything you want on a silver platter and there's no character building in between. It's usually like, Oh no, you're going to get thrown in jail first and you're going to get lit on fire. And then, da -da -da -da. <laughs> at, the end, at the end you'll be honorable and strong enough to bear the blessing that I want to give to you. You know? And it's like, yeah, I've just, I've learned it throughout my whole life. And there are, there are of course, seasons where things are easy and, and, you know, God, God is gracious. It's not like it's suffering all the time, of course, or we could never handle it. But usually like the big prayers that we pray can be answered in ways that are, are not 
always fun or or seem obvious or seem like the narrative we would have written for our life story you know yeah um so <clears throat> dangerous yeah very rewarding also totally I know sometimes yeah t I've had so many experiences like that where you're just like lord I need this job because I need this money or something like that and then you know it doesn't happen and you're like why do you keep not giving me what I'm asking for? And he's like, you don't know what you, you don't know what you need. I know what you need. Yeah. And that happened yeah. like a couple days ago, something happened and it fell through. And I was just so mad. I just like went in the other room and I was like, Lord, I'm done with all of this, you know? And then he's like, you need to write down what you're grateful for. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. And then I went, you know, downstairs yeah. with my friend and I'm like, Okay, so I have, you know, a grateful app, but I can't think of anything right now. So can you start? But even doing that really shifted yes. my perspective of being like, the Lord really does. He, he knows a little bit better than we do, I guess. <laughs> totally. It's so true. And the thing is, like, oftentimes we'll look back, like, how many times do you look back in your life and the thing that you thought you wanted more than anything, like, you're like, oh, my gosh, thank God, I did not get that at that time. You know what I mean? Like, I remember wanting to do movies and I'd go on these auditions and I would, you know, not get it. And I'm like, thank the living Lord that I was not in a big movie when I was 18 years old and doing drugs. And I'm like, I, I would have blown my whole life up. Yeah. But at the time I was like, God, you didn't give it to me. You don't love me or you don't. Blah, blah. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, that was such a protection for me. I can't even, I mean, like, I can't even go there in my mind. <laughs> it's so mortifying what I would have been doing with myself. Yeah. And it's like, and, and, but no matter how many times it happens, it's still like we have to get into that place where we're like, okay, your ways are higher than my ways. And it's also okay to be like, but I don't really like this right now. You know what I mean? Like something I've learned to do is, is, is just be real with God and be like, okay, I, I'm acknowledging, I'm acknowledging that you know better than me, but I just you know, we have a real relationship, but I want to tell you it sucks. I don't like, it. I don't like it. And, and, and just kind of be in that real space with him and let him actually comfort me, you know, like do a, do godly grieving instead of, you know, I think a lot of Christians are like, it has to be okay. I have to make it okay. And it's like, no, sometimes things are hard and that's all right too. Like permission to, to just, you know, tell God that this is hard for me right now. And then he can meet you there yeah. and then you will eventually why, why <laughs> eventually when you're like a hundred you're like oh okay I get it now <laughs> yes yeah I know and and I was just telling someone this the other day like um the I think like the traditional word of like success like that word is something that we've all made it to be and it's like yeah but success isn't just the amount of money in your bank account or the car you drive or the house you live in like those things are all like a product of success and it's great but I might yeah. never have the success that I want, but it might be the success that God wants me to have. And I think that we all dictate oh, like what these yes. words mean, you know, and, and for you, yes. especially like you're able to empower women and talk to other women. And if you didn't go on the show and suffer through all of those things, you wouldn't be able to do that now. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. It, it, that's really, really true. And it's also, I mean, the thing, it's so fascinating. Like, it's the things in my life that brought me the most pain that have, have been the areas where I'm able to help people. It's like, I always say, you know, I mean, I used to be addicted to drugs, right? And if someone that's never done cocaine tells me, well, just quit and you can get better and you'll be fine. I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. I, I, you're coming from a good place, but I don't, I don't believe you. I have no, no trust in what you're saying because you've never dealt with this. And the fact that I was bulimic for years or the fact that I was addicted to drugs or the fact that I was 
hated by millions of people. These are not things that I would, you know, wish on someone else. <laughs> but the fact that they happen to me, it's like, I know exactly how to navigate out of that. And I can, I can speak right to someone and say, hey, this isn't hypothetical. I've been there. I've been there. I've been crying on the floor in that scenario thinking I will never get over this addiction and, and here I am and I don't struggle with it anymore. I have complete freedom. And that's a totally different message than someone who's just like, my whole life has been great. It's always been easy and you can too, you know, which um, God bless those people. But, but there's something really important that's been, you know, kind of imparted through going through all the yuck. And so I wouldn't change it at all. You know, at the end of the day, you're like, so valuable. It's, 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 it's God's plan that we wouldn't choose for ourselves, but, but it's so much more deep and real and important than, you know, just, yeah, making money or having it easy all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think everybody has a level of what they can handle. And there could be like another person who couldn't handle maybe as much as you. So maybe God's like, all right, this is what I want you to go through right now. Cause I know you can handle it and you're going to help this person because of it, you know? And um, one thing that I learned, especially is like, I struggle with judgment a lot too. And, you know, sitting on my high horse, like we'd all do and not all of us, but most of us. And, you know, it's crazy. Like <laughs> it's crazy hearing all of us sometimes. I think if we're being honest, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to. I know. Um, <laughs> I, when I was listening to like more of your story and it's like, it's so wild to think about like sitting in my living room, watching you and being like, this girl is perfect. 10 out of 10, right? She lives this life and like how, you know, how can, I'm sure it's so easy, you know, all of those thoughts we think about other people that we don't know. And then I hear your story of addiction and pain and you know, I have a personal, not me, but like personal, like people in my life that struggle with addiction and hearing your stories and your willingness to be open about it is, I mean, first of all, thank you for doing that. But also it's, you know, what, well, it, it taught me like, I mean, you never know what someone's going through, number one, but also for you, like how, um, like what advice would you give to somebody who is in that place, no matter what their addiction is, because I feel like so many people are just in such a dark place, especially right now, you know? It's so true. It's so true. And that's, I mean, that is, so my husband and, and I and my brother do do workshops um, and it's a lot of inner healing stuff. And it is just so true that you have no idea what people are going through. And it's like, you know, we'll meet someone and, and they're, they're usually several days, you know, they're intensives. And so we'll be with these people, you know, all day, every day. And you can meet someone and think, wow, they probably never struggled with anything in the world or, or like, or even judge them maybe like, oh, that person seems kind of angry or has like a little chip on their shoulder. And then they'll come up for what we call a, a spirit connection, which is like a, you know, a sozo or whatever, just an inner healing thing. And they'll tell you their life story and how, you know, their parents treated them and this and that. And like, and you're like, Oh my gosh, or forgive me for, for judging that person, you know, or thinking they have no problems or thinking, you know, why do they act that way? And it's like, Oh my gosh, who knows what I would be acting like. So I learned that lesson all the time. <laughs> and even though you learn it then the next workshop, you're like doing it again. And you're like, Oh my gosh. And then you hear another story. You're like, Oh my gosh, you have no idea what people are walking around with. So that's a huge thing. And then um, to answer your question, um, like what should people do that have addiction? Is that, was that the, the general gist? 
Yeah, I think, and and we we talk a lot on the show. We've had people on that have had like severe eating disorders, and one thing that they've said that that you said too is this idea of you know you can not drink alcohol or you can not watch porn, but you can't not eat, and that's something for me because you know I don't struggle with that. So it is really hard as an outsider to be like, come on, what are you? You don't have to throw up, but I have no idea what is going on in your head. So. Is yeah, I guess just speak on that a little bit or speak to the people that are going through that right now. Yeah, you know what is so fascinating? And even as an addict, like, you know, I've I've had drug addictions, alcohol addiction, food addiction of every kind. And still I have that thing in me where like if someone has a, you know, let's say a gambling problem, I'm like, well, just don't go to the casino. You know what I mean? It's so easy to 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 think that it's different in someone else. And so it, yeah, it's crazy. For me, what's been the most helpful is like you said. Even with, I mean, whether it's food, whether it's drinking, like you can modify the behavior, but we all know it's not about the behavior. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the last step is, is acting out, is eating, is throwing up, is, you know, drinking is, you know, whatever you're doing, cutting. Um, that's the last step. And so for me, what ended up being the most helpful for all of my addictions, it's all the same. It's all the same. Actually, all the recovery groups that I went to were all encompassing. You know what I mean? Like I would go to to celebrate recovery, which I highly recommend, highly recommend. It's amazing. Um, it's a 12 step and it's Christian. It's incredible. Um, but all of them were actually all encompassing because they really realized that addiction is pretty much all the same. Right. And so for my husband, his is people pleasing and codependency, which, which on the surface looks very different from me being bulimic, but in, in reality, it isn't. It's the enemy getting in our head and saying, you're not good enough you need to do this. This is how you practice pain avoidance. Da, 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 da. It's all the same thing. So for me, what became really helpful in doing step work and even doing work on my own was just learning to take those thoughts captive at the beginning. Do you know what I mean? Before, because just white knuckling and not doing the behavior is almost nothing. <laughs> it's, it's, that's, it's not going to last. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't prove anything to anybody. You know what I mean? Cause I could go without drinking for a week, but that was not solving my problem. The problem was I, I didn't think I was worthy of love. Like that ended up being my problem. And that, that was deep seated from my childhood way, 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 way back. So I had to go really far back and be like, when did that lie start coming to me? And I just had to break agreements with the lie that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't valuable enough. And honestly, like I've coached women who have eating disorders and I've been like, right after you throw up and you feel like the worst you've ever felt and you hate yourself, I'm like, you need to look in the mirror and, and say out loud, God accepts me right now. Right now, he is proud of me. Right now, he calls me his daughter. Right now, he calls me beautiful. Right now, he calls me chosen. Right now, he calls me acceptable. Do you know what I mean? And start really nipping it in the bud because it's all a shame cycle and a pain avoidance cycle, whatever you're acting out looks like. And so it's basically like, can you address what is true about you and your identity in Christ and what is a lie and get rid of the lies. And that, and essentially it's that for any addiction, <laughs> you know what I mean? No matter what it looks like on the outside, it's always this internal, the same lie in the garden. Is God really good? Does he care about me? You know, the same lie from the beginning of time. And I've helped so many people with so many different problems. They look so different on the outside. But it's always the same on the inside. It's just like, am I safe? Am I going to be provided for? Am I loved and chosen as I am? And if you don't think you are, you will act out out of that pain. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And and I can't imagine being 
in that space of addiction and and not having mm-hmm. God too because you know I think about that a lot like nothing is going to fill that hole no human no anything no amount of right. money all of that and so I mean I think it's amazing that you're able to to speak life in into other women or people who are going through eating disorders because you're right no matter what you do even if it's the worst thing imaginable like you kill yeah. somebody God, it, you're still God's son or daughter, you know, and that's really hard as, as I think humans and peers too, because like I said, I have a hard time with judgment because I'm like, I can't anymore. I can't deal with you anymore. And that's like, oh, that's yeah. not, that's not acting like Jesus at all. But, but, right. but Jesus is accepting them no matter what they're going through, you know? And, but yeah, yeah addiction, it's crazy. It's not accepted. It's like, you have to actually get rid of the line. What's been so helpful to me is literally like, we have this tool where we will like nail things to the cross. Like I'll literally be like, you know, you're feeling off, you know, you're feeling off. And I'll, I'll say, I'll be like, Holy spirit, what is the enemy speaking to me right now? What is the lie I'm believing right now? And I'll, I'll wait and I'll listen. It'll usually be, you're not enough. You're to this, you're to that. You're not enough. Whatever it is. There'll usually be several. I'll literally write them out and I'll be like, I nail these to the cross. I nail the lie that I'm not enough to the cross. I nail the lie that I'm in trouble all the time to the cross or I nail the lie, whatever it is, it's different for everyone, but they're usually in the same category of BS and I'll nail them to the cross, break agreements and repent of joining with it. And then I'll be like, father, what is the truth that you want to give me in place of the lie I've been believing and listen for that and write that down and then speak that over myself. And that's been the most important thing is just, we have so much self-talk that we that we think is self-talk, I say self-talk in quotes, it's usually the enemy in our ear, right? There's the enemy in our ear and there's God in our ear. And there's there, one is the accuser saying, you're not doing a good job. You need to do this. You're too fat. You're too whatever. And then there's our father who's saying, I love you just like you are, <laughs> you know? And, and learning to be able to like, just say, oh, wait, I don't have to listen to that. The, the ones that aren't speaking life over me, I actually don't have to let land. I can get rid of those and like being at being active in that has been so helpful. Yeah. And then all of the addictions are connected to it, you know? And so I don't have to worry about drinking and food and this and that separately. I'm just like, it's all, it's all just the same route that I can pull out. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, when you were talking, I'm just like, I mean, there addiction comes in so many different forms. And even though I can sit here and be like, yeah, I'm not an alcoholic. It's like, I, you know, I don't like to be alone with my thoughts. Like I like to work 24 seven and then it's accepting that and being like, well, why don't I want to be alone with my thoughts? And what am I scared of? And why isn't God filling whatever that is? And I'm filling it with work, you know? So it is that, that cycle you said of finding what that fear is and then attacking it. But that first step of admittance is it's such a, like a humbling experience. (laughs) Oh Yeah. Hugely, hugely. And and honestly, I mean, for me and Jer, like, I don't think we would have gotten married if, if both of us hadn't individually gotten to the place where we were like, look, this is, this is real. Like, I really have a problem and I want to get, you know, because for Jer, like, he didn't have anything on the outside. Like, he can drink, not drink. He has no compulsion around that whatsoever. Never done drugs. He was a virgin. Like, like he's, you know what I mean? He's like, amazing. He's just the polar opposite of my I'm like, where did you come from? Anyways, which is a total blessing to me, but actually kind of kept him from seeing like, oh, but there are these compulsions that I have. They're just more interior. They're just more hidden. Like 
you know, I really need people to like me. I really need validation in this way. I real, you know, I really need to manipulate people to whatever. Right. And me, honestly, I don't think we would have been able to get married if I hadn't been able to say, look, I, I, I have a problem in these areas. And he said, I have a problem in these arees and we both went and got help separately, you know? Hmm. And, um, it's just, it's, it's everybody, everybody's getting attacked in the same way. We just express it differently. And it's almost a blessing. I always say, I'm like, it's actually kind of a blessing that some of my ways of acting out were so obvious and crazy. Like I had to deal with them. You know what I mean? Some people go to their grave and they never get, get to what's inside because they can kind of mask their stuff. And for me, it was just like, that, that's not happening. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you're going to kill yourself. So you have to deal with this which actually looking back, I'm like, it's kind of a blessing. Cause I was, I was forced to do, to do the work, you know, to get free. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, thanks. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that that goes hand in hands with hand in hand with like vulnerability too. And being able, cause I remember in your YouTube video, you were saying how the Holy Spirit like brought you to tell Jeremy that you were bulimic. Yeah. And then yeah. since then he's been able to like hold you accountable. And I, I mean, I think oh, that's such a beautiful thing instead of just yeah. like, like, cause he's truly helping you, even yes. if you don't want it all the time. <laughs> and, so um, and the hiddenness is this, the, the, the hiddenness and secrecy is a killer. You will never get free if it's hidden. And, and I wish it wasn't that way. Yeah, I, I, I'm such a private, well, I should say I was raised to be such a private person. Like my family did not talk about things and I wish, I wish, I wish that you could get better by yourself and you, you just can't, that that's not how we're designed. And it's a bummer (laughs) because it's so much harder, but things that are secret, you really can't get over and that's just the way it is, unfortunately. Yeah. Lisa and I always talk about it. I think it was Bernie, Bernie, Bernie Brown. I can never say her Brown. name. <laughs> uh-huh. But she was saying like, you know, you have like a vulnerability hangover once you've <clears throat> like told people so many things about yourself. And uh, I have such, I don't, are you familiar with the Enneagram? Do you like know what number you are and everything? Yes, I am. Well, I don't want to get into it. Yes, I'm a seven. I was okay. very interested. I'm like very anti-Enneagram and I have a whole, like, I just, um, we don't have to get into it, but I just encourage people to look into the origins of it. It's actually pretty dark and there's a lot of weird, anyway. No, that's good to know. That's like a really good perspective. I was very into it and, and I was, I was convicted about it, um, actually. And there, it's kind of came out of the occult. There's some weird stuff with it, but anyways, it's very fascinating. (laughs) Yeah, Um, no, that's really good to know. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't want to get all weird on the show. No, 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 not at all. I love um, different perspectives. I was going to say that, um, I'm an eight, not to go uh-huh. into it more, but I have like a really, really hard time with vulnerability and I just always have. Yeah. And I remember I was, um, had recently started hanging out with a friend again and I had been like super vulnerable with her at one point. And then she told yeah. me, she was like, she was like, you know, I've never really had super close friends, but now I know how good of friends we are because you did this with me and thank you. And I'm like, you know, cause for me, I'm like, ah, why did I just do that? Why did I just tell you everything about myself? But it's so important to not only foster relationships, but have people keep you accountable because now they know. Yeah. And like yeah. you said, we can't, we're not designed to handle things on our own. Like we just can't. Yeah. And the whole thing, getting back to like the enemy, just always wanting to pump lies in our ears. 
if there's nobody else that knows what's going on, then they can't speak truth into those areas. So all you're getting is his misinformation. Like you're the only one that deals with that, or you're so different than everybody else, or if they knew they would be disgusted, or you don't have to fix that. It's okay. Whatever. And if you're bringing other people, you know, safe people, of course, into that, it's like, he just doesn't have the same ground to to lie so much because you're getting good information. You know what I mean? It's like, it's also just helpful for you, but it's truly like, it is like my biggest wish is that the world would just stop hiding everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it's happening. Like I, I think that that's, that it's, that people are getting it, but it's just with social media and everything, you're just getting such a rose colored version of everyone that you see. And it's making people feel so alone and so much less than, and so, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, it's making people depressed and anxious and so anytime that anyone's like, look, this is a real thing I'm going with. I'm like, good for you. Like, yes, yes. Tell us your stuff. Tell us your journey. Tell us right in the middle, not when you're fixed. It's so powerful. Cause that's, I mean, that's every story in the Bible is people going through stuff and needing yeah. healing and we all need it. And there's no shame in not being fixed. Like we're all humans and God's the one that made us human. So it's yeah. okay to be that way. <laughs> No, I totally agree. And I think that that's kind of a good segue into like, I kind of want to touch on like one more thing with you is this idea of comparison, you know, and not just mm-hmm. in, you know, I mean, looks, obviously, like for me, that's like a huge one, huge. But, yeah. but life and just vacations and your body and all yeah. this stuff. And I know for you, especially like being pitted against somebody who is your friend, being painted in a certain light and then coming out of it with all of these followers. And for you, yeah. like, um, you know, I, I saw one of your videos on it and I know that you've struggled with comparison, but how has maybe the Lord has, you know, redeemed you from that now, or like, how have you navigated those feelings? Yeah. Well, so to answer, first of all, it's like, I'm not totally out of the woods. I think in, in, even as you get older, it's nice that you like, I just feel like the older I get, the more I'm like, it's okay. I'm better than I was. And that's great. Do you know what I mean? Like progress is amazing. Perfection will never be here. And I'm just like learning to rest in that. But I will say, that used to be like debilitating for me. And now it's something where I'm able to say, Oh, huh. That's coming against me right now. Do I want to agree with that or not? You know what I mean? It feels exterior now instead of like everything. And I'm just gutted all the time. And I used to have so much just insecurity. I really did. And most of it was just because I had shame that I hadn't dealt with. and I didn't know where it was coming from and I had no tools. And um, so I would just walk around with all this shame. And the only thing that made me feel good was that like maybe I'm prettier than someone else and then so someone else was pretty in the room it was like oh my gosh then I'm nothing I'm, I have nothing I don't know or like if she's funny or she I'm like oh no I I have nothing you know and so oh my gosh yeah I I don't feel that as strongly anymore sometimes the enemy will still try to hit me with it because he's a liar and he always probably will but but I feel like what's really helped me is I actually had to go back and I was praying through with a group um of friends and and a guy actually like we were praying through this old memory of like you know I was like basically trying to get to the bottom of like when did this start feeling really real to me that I'm not enough and I was praying through this old memory of like I was in preschool <laughs> and, and there was this girl who would like be my friend in preschool mind you we're like so young um but the enemy starts young and and she would be really nice to me outside of school but she wouldn't let me sit with her at school and that just started making me feel like hey I'm not 
good enough or there's something wrong with me or something embarrassing about me. And so we literally would go into that memory and just be like, what was the enemy speaking to me then? And so I just took all of those lies, like you're not enough or there's something embarrassing about you or you're not you know, acceptable or lovable or you make people look bad or people don't want to be around you um, and started nailing those to the cross and, and repenting of really joining with those lies my whole life which I have unknowingly, of course, it's like, I don't do it on purpose, but those things get in there. And so the farther I go back and like, just address those lies and start saying like, Hey, that was never true. That who knows what she was up to. I don't have to figure that out, but that wasn't a nice way to behave. That wasn't my problem. You know what I mean? Um, and, and really addressing those from, from the, from the point of when they entered and like, I've even gone back farther than that and just inner healing type of stuff. Like, from when I'm a baby, like I just, even my father, like he was afraid of having children. He didn't know if he would love me. And so like, even as a very young child, I, I had like kind of that lie of like, you're not lovable, but being able to just see it for what it is and step outside of it. Now I'm, I'm, you know, the, the, <laughs> the comparison still comes, but I'm able to be like, no, I'm just as good as anybody. And, and someone else being beautiful in the room has nothing to do with my value. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and, and honestly, it's so it's, so it's getting rid of those lies. And then it's also just the more intimacy I develop with the father, the more I'm able to see people the way that he sees them. And he doesn't see us as our outside case in the way that humans do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so just the more time I'm spending just with father God, the more I'm able to like, look and say like, you're a beautiful woman, but you know what? I'm so glad you're a beautiful woman on the earth who's talking about things that matter. Like we're on the same team and we're going for the same, like, you know what I mean? And it totally switches it from like, well, wait, we kind of look similar. And is she prettier than me or da, 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 or like, does she have more followers? It's like, no, it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> she's beautiful and look what she's doing for the kingdom. That's so awesome. Yeah. It's so good. And, and you really don't get that any other way than just being close to the father's heart. And then he imparts his, his perspective to you. You know what I mean? No, totally. I mean, that's such good insight. You're just like speaking to my soul because (laughs) I I mean, it's crazy hearing another girl say out loud exactly what I always think. Like there's somebody prettier in the room and like, should I go to the bathroom and like fix my hair and like make sure I'm good for for myself, not for anyone else because no one even notices what's happening, you know, or like for me, I have a I have a complex around around like blonde blondes who are tan and tall because I was always pale with black hair and I would get called names from the Adams family and like those things are so ingrained and then you know they'll say something nice to me and I'm like you're a liar (laughs) you know and you like spin (laughs) all of these things so I mean it's really good to know that like you're definitely not alone yeah and the enemy wants to bring division that's why that's i mean that's his number one goal he hates us right like he we're made in the image of god and he hates us and i think that he is just so afraid of women championing each other you know like think of just how much division there is among women it's just so gross and like for me i'm like i've joined with it for a lot of my life just because i was so insecure i didn't know what else to do and then, and that happened to me on the show. You know what I mean? Like people were so mean to me. Yeah, they and I was were. Like, oh wow, it's really not fun to be on the receiving end of that. It's pretty awful. You know, I was like, I never did anything to them, and yeah. um, it doesn't feel good. And you, you feel how ugly it is, and just that it's kind of that it's evil. And and yet, I'm like, I do that in my mind. I might not do that out loud, but I certainly have done that in my mind. You yeah. know, if someone's very beautiful, I'll be like, well. 
maybe they're not smart or they're probably totally stuck up or they're probably, you know, and I have to come up with some narrative in my mind of how Mm -hmm. they can't be the full package because that's too threatening to me, which so dumb, but I do it. (laughs) We all do it. Absolutely. How can I get to a place where I can be like, no, you know what? I hope she's really smart. I hope she's gung ho for God and she's impacting her world because it doesn't affect me in any way other than, oh, we could join forces and do something really cool. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. And, I, and you can't, again, get there by white knuckling it. But the more I'm just spending time in the Word and with the Father, it's like there's just so much room in His heart for all of us. And, and you know what I mean? And the closer you get to Him, like the more you're just like, I don't have to box you out to be enough. Yeah. You know, the more you believe what he says about you, I'm like, you're a beautiful you and I'm a beautiful me. And there's room for both of those. You know what I mean? And and, and no one's going to be what I am in the earth and no one's going to be what you are in the earth in the earth. So why would I want to stop what you're doing? Yeah. It's, it's not ever going to be the same as what I'm doing. So, so there's no, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's hard to stay in that perspective, but yeah, no, God that's, that's God really good. <laughs> yeah, it's really good insight, especially even for me, like while you're talking and I, I'm here sitting going, oh my gosh, how many times have I nitpicked another girl's beauty apart to make myself feel better in the moment, even oh, if it's just in my head? Like, yeah. that's horrible, but you yeah. don't really know it. You're just like, oh, well, they have a wrinkle right there and I don't. So like, I'm better than them. <laughs> and it's like, that's not at all what our worth is. And in yeah. one of your videos, Jeremy, which you should tell him that this is so good, but he <laughs> said, he said, if you find your worth in how you look, then you will be subject to be attacked by that more. Like you're giving that life. And so if you're yeah. constantly worried about how you look, the devil's yeah. just going to use that constantly to totally. attack you. And that's, I so mean, true. I think that that can be said yeah. for literally anything people are struggling with. Yeah. And we just totally so often join with him in accusing other, you know what I mean like it's easier in your spirit when it's that me me you know like against someone and it's just like oh my gosh but yeah no Jer's so good with that he's he's so sweet he's been very helpful and instrumental also what's been what's been instrumental too is like honestly pregnancy has been very helpful for me with like body image and stuff like that because for for so much of my life and I think most women and probably men can relate it's like your body and your face is your value like it's like what do they look like when you walk into a room do people look do people are people impressed whatever and that's and that's the value system for a lot of people um just based on society and whatever also people are visual and that's part of that is okay beauty is is a gift from god so you have to hold in balance but a lot of us i think rely way too heavily on it for our sense of being okay and that was definitely me and it's so interesting being pregnant you kind of get stripped of that because it's like I mean look I look like it you know you look (laughs) beautiful (laughs) yes it is pregnancy is so beautiful but it's not it's not um that's trippy it's it's not a Victoria's Secret shape anymore (laughs) yeah your body is like carrying a human (laughs) yes I'm a a little human right now but honestly it's been such a gift for God to just kind of be reshaping like what a body is. I'm like, Oh, it's actually really useful. It's actually creating a miracle. And I'm like, it's looking, you know, quote unquote, worse and worse, right? Like I have more weight everywhere and it's, it's more round and it's more cumbersome and it's hard to do stuff and it hurts. And, 
And so all of these things that have felt sexy or empowering to me are being slowly taken away. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and yet I'm feeling my daughter move inside of me. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting her and I'm reading about how her, her little brain is making memories. And, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's so much more to a body than what I've been giving it to what I've been labeling as like, you know, just my value system of like, is it small enough? That's what's valuable about it. Now I'm like, oh, no, it's like creating a miracle. And, and I want to eat, eat a, like a lot of the good calories so that she can be healthy instead of like, oh, I need to restrict so people value me. It's just like, it's totally flipping a lot of lies on their heads. Um, and I didn't think, I didn't think that that would happen. You know, I thought it would be a lot harder for me and it's actually been so beautiful and just healing to start seeing my body in this absolutely different way, you know, and it's kind of helping me see other people in, in that way as well. Like, Oh no, we're like, we're doing, we're made for more than just being a clothes rack in a room, <laughs> you know, <laughs> being judged. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, that's, that's good. I mean, yeah, it's especially for me because, you know, I, I don't have any kids, so I don't know how that feels, but I can imagine. I mean, I saw Lisa, my co-host, go through that, yeah, you know, um, yeah. but it is really interesting because, you know, I have found as, you know, being in this influencer gross, you know, influencer <laughs> space and being judged pretty much solely on how I look, but then being yeah. offended when people would only talk about how I looked and going, yes, but I did all this, this and this. And I, you know, I was telling Arturo my boyfriend I was like I I find this need to say yeah but I learned to edit this podcast and I edit my photos and I'm not just you know and I start like and I'm like wait but yeah. I've worked so long to be this pretty face but that's not even what I want in my core but I yeah. feel like I want that as, as well so it's like this yeah. tug of war you know yeah totally absolutely yeah absolutely yeah and the thing is it's 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 a, such a fine line because there's also like you are a beautiful woman and I think beauty is a, is a gift from the Lord. It is like he made you exactly how he wanted you to. And he delights in your beauty. He made you for his own pleasure. And so you don't want to go into, into like, well, I don't, I don't want to enjoy myself or I, you know what I mean? Right. Or like, it's, it's just, it's, it's like you constantly just have to be in relationship and just keep surrendering it and be like, thank you for making me beautiful. Like I, 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 I appreciate it. And I, and I, and I receive it. You know what I mean? I don't have to like, <laughs> You know, <laughs> act like that's not true and not live in reality, yeah. but also help me to see the beauty in other people and help me to not yeah. put that on such a pedestal and help, you know, it's just because he's given that to you to make you attractive and, and you are speaking to the world and that's part of it. And so it's not a bad thing. It just can't be everything. And that's yeah. the hard part. It <laughs> you doesn't know, define like us. Almost, yes. It's yeah. almost harder, I think, for people like yourself that have a gift of physical beauty, I think it's, it's actually harder because then you have to hold it in tension. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. receive it and yet not let it be your everything. And yeah. And I think it, it definitely is a hard thing because I, I, yesterday, so, um, I was working with my friend, we have a little business together and I was editing photos of us and I was like zooming in on my, you know, smile lines and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then my friend was like, Olivia, you're beautiful. And I was like, don't. Yeah. And she's like, don't beat up yourself up. And I was like, well, I'm not oh. beating myself up. I'm beating up God. And I said it kind of just to be funny. And then I was like, oh my gosh, that's like, 
first of You're all like, oh preach that was yeah real. <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh I'm so freaking smart it's crazy no but I was just like oh like yeah. I like God literally says we're made in his image right. and when we say we don't like that we're saying we don't trust right. what he has done whether maybe somebody isn't quote unquote what we say is beautiful that doesn't mean that they don't bring just as much value as someone else absolutely and it's essentially arbitrary you know what I mean like we've decided what you know Seriously. is beautiful right now and it's oh very different gosh. what was beautiful in other times or in yep. other countries and you know and it's unfortunate you either fit or you don't and you feel more or less than based on that and the enemy really goes to town with it but but yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I could go on and on. That's very. Yeah. I know. Me too. I don't want to talk for five hours, but but yeah. I mean, it sounds like I don't know. God speaking to you about it too. It's just it's a it's a weird time to be alive. It's a weird time to be alive with social media. It's a weird time to be alive with plastic surgery and all these things that just didn't exist before. You know, it's yeah. it's a very odd time to be navigating all of this. But God's in it, and He's not surprised. So we can do it. Yeah. <laughs> but just getting harder and weirder I feel no I I agree somebody had just asked me that and I was they were talking about like what I think of beauty standards and I was like I don't really even know if beauty standards standards is a thing anymore because people in Hollywood or those areas they've changed even what the level of beauty is it's so far above what anybody can even afford <laughs> that it's not a realistic playing field anymore and so it's like you have to learn to accept those little things about yourself because you can't just go get a new face I mean you could and like if that's what you want to do okay but like <laughs> not everyone can afford to go do that too <laughs> but yeah it's it definitely is hard but um, okay, so I just have one more question. I always like to ask my guests what their silver lining is of maybe I don't whatever it is your life right now, being on the show, yeah. your work, what, whatever it is. Yeah. So I'm trying to think because honest, what's so funny is I tr I truly think that every single problem, right, every single because cloud as you would call it, has a silver li lining, and some are larger and more obvious than others. I think, I mean, I honestly, I think for me, like, especially just with what ended up coming, coming up as we talked, what's coming to my mind is just that, that the things that you go through really are for your benefit and not only for yours, but for the benefit of others. And so for, for me, I'm like, my silver lining, I think is just that, that what the enemy is meant for evil in my life is, is helping me to help other people out of the same dark pit. And I'm just like, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for a more fulfilling way to have lived life. And so I would have never chosen to be bulimic. That, it was horrible. It was awful. I would I wouldn't wish it on an enemy, truly mm -hmm. the pain and just the shame and um, all of that or addiction, anything like that. But it's making me think of, I have um, a girlfriend who is actually a pastor of mine and um, I remember one time she was praying for me and she, God gave her a picture and it was a checkerboard, you know, like old school checkers. And she's like, I see you. Um, you know, she's like, you're a checker piece and you're, you're navigating over the board and, you know, making your way. And then once you get all the way to the other side, then you get to take another checker on top. And it, you know, she goes, King me. She goes, I, I just hear God saying, King me. And you get to take another checker then with you. And then you get to go wherever you want all over the board because you've made it. Then you get to take someone else and go wherever you want all over the board. And she's like, I just, she's like, I want to speak that over your life. And it's resonated so much with me where I'm like, because of, not in spite of, but truly because of 
the things that were hard for me that God rescued me from. I'm like, now I can bring other people on the same path. You know what I mean? I can take someone else along with me and bring them there. And truly I couldn't, if I hadn't been through some of this stuff. And now there's people who have experienced things that I haven't. Um, and they'll be able to guide and help other people. You know what I mean? Um, like I have, you know, a girlfriend whose, whose mom died and I'm like, that's so awful. And I wouldn't wish on anybody, but I'm like, you'll be able to counsel grieving women in a way that I can't because that hasn't happened to me. And so honestly, I mean, some of the, some of the yuckiest, most painful seasons of my life have have the brightest silver linings because it's like now for the rest of my existence on this earth, I have that in my pocket that God can rescue you out of that place. And I know it because I've been there and it's just so awesome. Like I would never change it. And I wouldn't, you know, choose it. If at the beginning of your life, you get to, you know, (laughs) choose what path you take. Um, I would have probably done it differently, but it is so life giving to be able to bring hope in, in the areas that I felt hopeless before. And I just didn't have anyone telling me like, it doesn't end here, you know? And so to be able to say it doesn't end here, you can come out on the other side and I've been there and let, let's, let's trudge through this together. Like I'm going to pray for you every day. And I know how that feels. It's just, it's like the most awesome thing in my life. Yeah. You know, I so I, yeah. I think that's mine and there's, and there's many, like, mm-hmm. I just think that's, that's who our father is, <laughs> you know? So there's yeah. many that I could say, but just, just as per what we've been talking about, that's totally, that's, for me. I know. And in this time, I keep feeling like, and then whenever, you know, something goes wrong or off, I just keep feeling like God keeps saying, thank me. Like, thank me for so this. True. And so I'm true. like, not yet. Yeah. I don't feel like it. <laughs> I will in 10 yeah. minutes. But it's been, it's proven itself, you know, yeah. and, and maybe, maybe somebody won't know why they go through something even 20 years from now, but maybe one yeah. day, maybe it'll take till they get to heaven. But you'll yeah. know why, you know, but that's so good. And the gratitude is so good. Like I'm just reading through the new Testament right now. And it's just like every, you know, every one of Paul's letters, like every other sentence, he's like, be thankful, be thankful, be thankful. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, it's so true. It's a game changer. It really is. So I, I love that you're telling your listeners to do that. I would wholeheartedly agree. That's one of the best things you can do for your mental health. Yeah. Even thanking God for things that, that, you know, aren't, aren't fun. It's <laughs> happening. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Well, um, tell everybody where they can find you. And you said you have workshops. I don't know if those are available for anybody or. You know what? Yeah. They're, yes. Thank you. So they're not happening right now, but okay. they be just because of the virus and everything. And so much of it is gathering, you know, right. like we really like doing things in small groups. It's all about vulnerability, laying hands on each other, like praying through stuff. But, um, they will be. So nothinghiddenministries.com is where you can find out about those. And there's workshops for married people, which are amazing, amazing. And then there's for singles. It's called Single Life. And they're they're very similar, but obviously there's some differences. <laughs> like in yeah. sex talks and stuff like that. <laughs> um, for singles, it varies. We do it a little different, but it's, it's a lot of just spiritual to, I mean, life-changing, amazing. We've just seen so many testimonies of people just like getting so much freedom. So nothinghiddenministries.com is is where you can sign up for those workshops when the world goes back to normal. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, on Instagram, I'm just Brit Carolina Byrne, B-R-I-T-T, Carolina, and then Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E. And that's really it. I mean, oh, and then I have a YouTube, which you can just find from my Instagram. Awesome. Um, And I can link all of those below for everybody, too. Oh, you're so sweet. That's so great. Well... 
Thank you so much for being on the show. This was so Thank fun. You. And I feel like we could just talk for hours. So I'm like, oh, oh girl, you know? <laughs> I like, we'll just have a coffee day every week. Just talk about God. That's yeah. fine. We just have our own podcast. That, that's fine. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, so of course. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed learning more about Brit. I know I did. And she's just the coolest, right? I, I'm so happy she took the time to be on the show. Um, as always, you can follow us on the Salt and Pepper podcast on Instagram. And you can follow us personally at Olivia Crin and at Lisa Brasser Ursu. And you can swipe down to the show notes and you can get those links directly to our accounts. Um, you can also follow us at um, the Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders on Facebook and you can just chat with us and we hang out there. Um, and to learn more about Britt, you can also swipe down below um, and you can see more about her ministries and what she ha- is doing with her husband um, for those that struggle with addiction um, and all of that kind of stuff. She's doing really cool things um, and I'm super happy that I am able to tell you guys about it. So again, thank you so much for listening and we will see you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, and it's always better when salt and pepper are together, but like we're not together right now. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the salt and pepper podcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the salt and pepper podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.